0: Hey mates, welcome inside another edition of The Little Dum Dum Club. My name is Tommy Dassilo, and sitting opposite me is Carl Chandler. G'day Dickhead. We are sitting here, we've got the windows of the treehouse open and we are basking in the rays of freedom. It is quite delicious. Uh, we're feeling good. I, it's uh, good to be back, isn't it? It is it's good to be back. Good to be back
1: talking to you. I haven't yeah, seen you for a little we've while. we had a little
0: while off. Thanks to everyone who came and checked us out at the Melbourne Comedy Festivals and Sydney Comedy Festival uh, for me. Thanks to friend of the show, David Young, for coming along to my show in Sydney on opening night with a Team Allsop banner, which was very nice of him, <laughs> and then afterwards saying, hey, we should get a photo because... I listen to the show and I know what Carl's like and he's never going to believe that this happened. Went, <laughs> you really are a fan of the show. You've, you've worked out all the tropes, you know, everything that's going on. So, uh, yeah, that was very good. So we're one all. We're we're officially one all, yeah. Right. So uh, if anyone wants to just find us in the streets and come up to us with a Team Allsop or Team Chandler banner just to sort of... Just wear them all the time just just to make sure if you ever run into us. Make T-shirts with our heads on them. Would be best. Would be the best outcome. <laughs> hey, um, I didn't tell you this. I stayed at my girlfriend's house last night and I uh, got up this morning and she said, oh, what are you doing today? And I went, oh, I'm, uh, I've got to go in a minute. I'm going to go. We're doing the podcast today. And she just goes, oh, Little Carl. <laughs> little Carl? <laughs> little Carl. That's your little nickname. No. Nah. Little Carl. Nah. Cause that's, that's <laughs> no. Because that's the meaning, No. Not no. It, it did happen. You don't get to refute this. I've never been called Little Carl. Little Carl. Maybe we should have like a. Maybe we can do like a Dum Dum Club babies. You know, like yeah, Muppet like babies, like babies. Little, yeah, 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 little yeah, little baby versions of us. <laughs> <laughs> the little little Dum Dum playpen.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't think big. Big dum dum has quite
0: taken off. yet, let alone little dum <laughs> dum. Little little dum dum. <laughs> but how did your comedy festival wind up? Did you have a good? Did you? Have, was it a success? Would you say? Uh, I was okay. It was oh. okay. I had
1: uh, some friends of the show come along and yep. some uh, whatever. Yeah, it was all right. It was um just one of those things where classic comedy festival where you would start the show and you go oh this is this is going all right. There's a few things that that could be probably changed and fixed and then you go and get drunk and then you wake up the next day and go, oh, time to do a show again and you never fix those things.
0: Yeah, yeah. There were were a lot of um – Writing sessions that you and I had in McDonald's at three am didn't really pan out the way
1: I think we I hoped. We were writing for the show. I think we were writing insults for whoever walked past us.
0: <laughs> that is, and that's actually not a joke. That was a good hour and a half that you and I spent sitting in McDonald's one night, just making fun of people that walked past us at like three am on a Tuesday morning. It's
1: one of those things where I think, how have I changed since I was sixteen? And I look at that point and go, I have not changed one bit.
0: No, not at all. Not at all, but it's good. You wouldn't be here if you were more mature.
1: Yeah, exactly. You'd be no. hanging around with me. be earning money.
0: That's why you hang out with me, isn't it? It reminds you of... It is. When you were 16. It makes uh, you feel... well...
1: Yeah, it's just you're closer to my mental age than people
0: my own age. That's good. Yeah. That's very good. Hey, should we get into it? Let's go. Let's go. All right, we got a great guest for you today here in the little Dum Dum Club. Uh, you you may know him from all sorts of stuff from uh, the Comedy Company, from uh, Fast Forward, uh, Russell Coit, uh, Kath and Kim, the uh, man himself. It going to be Glenn Robbins? Yeah! Yeah! The little dumb dumb club. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the, is this the worst named show that well, you've ever been a part
2: of? When I got a message from Carl saying, Will you come on to a podcast with us? He, <laughs> he didn't say anything about dum dum <laughs> and it being a club. And I'm not sure what I'm, uh, you know. You've gone what, from a company to a club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but happy to be here.
1: Um, but hey, rapt to have you on the here, Glenn, because I know uh, that you are not, and this isn't saying it in a bad way, but you um, are fussy with, with what you do. Obviously, until now, but but you are uh, what what makes you say that? oh, because
2: you have people been talking
1: no, not at all, <laughs> no, but you you sort of plan your moves i this is starting to sound weird, but it's you, you don't just jump into anything willy nilly that that might come off badly, you know something that that you think you won't be appropriate for or you don't
2: need to do? Well, I, I only do stuff that I think that I'm a good fit for because if I'm yeah. not a good fit, then I'm compromising whatever you're doing yeah. and, and I'm not having a good time, you're not having a good time and I think, why did we bother doing that? So exactly. it really is, it's about, I just come from a meeting, uh, someone who's doing first year Swinburne, he wants me to do his film and it's a three minute film and and he's my nephew and, and I'm probably going to do it. So I, I'm more than happy to do that. And what I'm a more...
0: power move, just dropping your high powered meeting on us yeah. early on in yeah. the Yeah.
2: <laughs> We had coffee and uh, we threw it around. and.
1: I uh, don't. Oh, no, I don't mean it like oh you won't do this, or won't do that or whatever. I mean it's actually a compliment. It's like you're sensible. Like people, you won't just go oh yeah whatever. I'll, I'll jump on um, you know celebrity dickhead on Channel Seven at four thirty in the afternoon what or a great what, whatever. Sure that would
0: yeah. be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> G'day, I'm the celebrity dickhead.
0: <laughs> What is that show you just walk around just being a dickhead to people yeah. all day? Having,
2: oh. I, having said that, sorry, I, I have done I've done Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. I've done uh, uh, – there's a couple of celebrity game shows that I've done that, seriously, um, I think you could put a label of me being a dickhead on.
1: Right, yeah. right. But that's – See, I know that's the easy thing of going, oh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, that sounds really bad. But then you go – you're saying it now. If someone offered me Celebrity Wheel of Fortune, I'd be like, oh, my God, yes.
0: Well, because game this shows is the are, are a classic thing, thing that you watch, and you go, God, it'd be- imagine spinning that wheel.
1: Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah, it's like a magical childhood thing.
0: Yeah. I'll give you get- the
2: tip on the wheel. Yeah. You can't push it too hard. Why? Because it's so big. If you push it too hard, it would take about 20 minutes to stop. All right. <laughs> oh, really? So when your time comes around, and he says, oh, by the way, you'll- I know, I know. Don't spin it too hard. I look like a pro. Yeah. I look like I've deserved that celebrity status.
0: I thought you were going to say because it's just made out of felt and it's like really weak and if you go to spin it too hard, the whole thing just falls apart.
2: No, it's very, it's quite
1: heavy.
0: Right.
2: So you want to be prepared. Well, here's a tip. When you
1: get onto celebrity dickhead, don't sound too smart (laughs) because (laughs) they'll regret choosing you for the show.
2: Can I ask you something? Mm, Please. If you carry your mobile phone in your pocket, does it affect your genitals? I'm- yeah,
1: look that's a good question because I mean why wouldn't it? Mm. But uh, it doesn't doesn't stop me from carrying it there. Right.
0: I feel like that's really going to be one of those things where now everyone's fine about it but in like 10 years time it's going to be you know it'll be like smoking like, can yeah, you believe yep. people in 2011 just used to have their phones in their pockets? Yeah. What kind of insane society was that? They
2: used to hold it up to their heads.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Because yeah. Yeah, a few days ago, a woman said to me, you know, you shouldn't have your mobile phone in your pocket while it's on. And I went, oh, good point. So I went out for lunch yesterday and I went, ha, I'm not going to put my phone in my pocket. I'm going to put it in my back pocket, more near my yep. back than my front. Yep. Yes. Anyway, so I have lunch. Very nice have to take a friend to the airport, get to the airport, where's my phone? Because it's in the back pocket, it's slipped out. Oh. Right. So then, then uh, you are in absolute, I, I don't love my phone, but I'm in absolute no, no man's land because I can't ring my phone to find out if it's in the car somewhere, yep. because that's what you did. You ring it, and it rings, and it goes, "Hello, I'm here." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I've got to drive back to the restaurant, and I drive back, and uh, I walk in, and the guy goes, "Are you looking for this?" Now, I, I wanted, I seriously wanted to hug that guy because yeah. I'm going overseas in a couple of days, and and I wouldn't have a phone. And I think there should be a Good Samaritan bank. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So in other words, you know, you gave, you got my mobile phone back, there's 50, 50 Good Samaritan dollars. Yeah. And, you can, you can, and it's like a, a- It could be like a set fee. You could have set fees. Like yeah. if you
1: have a set uh, Good Samaritan bank, you know that your, um,
2: like a wallet is going to be worth 50 bucks straight away. Yeah. Bang. That's yeah, right in idea. there. And then if you, you, if, you, if you don't want to do something, you'll go, oh, I've got a little bit of money in my Good Samaritan bank. I can, I can now go to a strip club.
0: Yeah, right. But then, what if you get the phone back and you're going through like you sent messages, and while that guy's had your phone, there's like a text to Mick Malloy going, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> so then he well, has to he gets debi- he gets debited. Yeah, so the next few good things he 25. does at the Good Samaritan yeah, Bank, he yeah. has to
2: like. I think we need to we need to roundtable it. Sure, he's yeah, yeah, going yeah. to be going take. And, <laughs> Let's not you know, start up now. Yeah, right yeah. now. But I think there should be. People who do good things like that should be rewarded on the spot. Anyway, I get my phone back and, and, uh, and I'm happy. Yeah, that's great.
0: Well, I had it's interesting. I had sort of the opposite. I had, I had a bad Samaritan act because I was in Sydney a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And anyone who thinks that the cab service in Melbourne is not that great should go to Sydney because they make our cabs look like a private limo service. Like, it's like I got into this cab and uh, the guy goes... Oh, so where are you going? And I go, oh, here's the address. And they, he goes, oh, where, where is that? Can you direct me? And I'm like, oh, I'm not from here. And instantly having to say that, having to admit that you don't know where you're going, mm-hmm. you're like, oh god, we're in trouble here. Yep. And he goes, oh, you're gonna have to direct me because yeah, I've just turned the GPS off. Like, can can you turn it on? He's like, no, I can't. So it's ended up <laughs> with me in the back seat of this cab on Google Maps on my iPhone, oh, what? directing us where to go. This, but how's this? He still tried to do the dodgy on me and take me a long way round. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going. Man, I'm on the map. I can see the blue dot just going around the block a few times. I'm the one
1: telling you what street to go down, and you're going, no, I think I know another way. He
0: was. He was. And we we did two laps of the block, and I'm just sitting there watching the little dot on my phone go around in a circle. Having said that, one-way streets
2: in Sydney, you do have to go a long way around to get back to where you want to go. Oh,
0: yeah. Okay, maybe.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, here's something I saw yesterday that I struck me. Um, I saw a guy yesterday cross the street with a hook for a hand, and like... Why is that still happening? Why is there still people with hooks from hands? Like, yeah. what? why have we progressed in every other way in the world since yeah, the pirate okay. era yeah. until now? People
0: can lose legs and still get a little prosthetic thing, which means that they can win running races and yeah. stuff. Yet, there's people getting around like Captain Hook. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's a There was a dude that walked past me that brushed past me with his hook. Why has there been nothing better What Come are they, about? What
2: are the options, though?
1: Well... I don't know. There must. I mean, we've got iPhones now. Like you know, surely <laughs> there must surely be an app. For be that. An app. <laughs> the
0: hand app. There must be a better
2: option than having a a, a metal sharp. From what hook. I can understand, at least with a hook, you can do some stuff. Can you? What can you do? Well, you could. You could. You could pick up this cup. are no, you picking up. You can uh, see them hanging onto a cup there. You could hang you onto your. You could pull the door handle. You could oh, turn yeah. a knob. You I don't could, know if you, you could, could turn a knob. <laughs> <laughs> with a hook. No, actually, you're right. You couldn't turn it off. <laughs> yeah. did you? Um, now, You'd but with smash a, the glass, a, an artificial hand you can't do too much, except look like you've got a hand.
1: Well, surely then, I mean, you, the main, you want you want a robotic thing? Yeah, well, something. I just think that there'd be more cons than pros for a hook for a hand. Yeah, if right. you just get it caught on things continually, like that'd be them. You'd be constantly going, "Oh, sorry for, sorry about that, sorry about that." Like there wouldn't be much. I mean, you could hang on to your you know, to your shirt or something, like off a coat yeah, that'd yeah. be about it. And
0: not to be this this type of guy, but it is 2011. Surely there's better, you know, there's better options yeah. by now.
1: Yeah, like that's what pirates had 300 years ago. Why have we not stepped it up? But then that said, if
0: it ain't broke, don't fix it.
2: Have you ever met someone with with... One arm or a hook, or what about when we've come to the point of shaking hands? What's been your approach?
0: I did a gig with you in Geelong a
1: couple of weeks ago. Yes,
2: and he had. He had. Yes,
1: there was a because that wasn't the guy that I saw. But now that I think of it, I walked in and did went to do the handshake, oh. and then got out of there and just went. That's fine. I'm gonna. This is not a big deal because I'm sure he's had that happen so many
2: times that I don't even need to reference it. The first time I met Jack Newton, the famous golfer, yep. who lost his arm. In an aeroplane accident, mm-hmm. so, and he lost his right arm. And from what I was told, when you first meet him, you you either give him your left, and he'll go with his left, or you you give him your your right, yep, and then you flip it, yep. And as I was walking towards him, I got confused, and I gave him my left, <laughs> I flipped, and I flipped it, <laughs> and we actually we missed each other. I kind of <laughs> was no point of uh, real contact. Did he have a hook? No, he didn't have anything.
0: Oh, he didn't have anything. I kind of thought you meant when well, you see, said be when better. you meet him, you have to give him your left. I thought you meant like like You've got surgically. <laughs> You've got oh. there you go. No, this gotta he...
2: you got to lead. Right. You got to go, lead. I'm going to lead. Like if you put out your left hand now, see? Yeah. There, see? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. 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 Or no, well, that, no, hang on. That's right hand. So, that that hand. Right. So there, you, there you go. See? Right. So, even I, I'm struggling with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I yeah. really hope I don't lose an arm now. Yeah. Now that I think about it. But go home tonight. And, and maybe just m- stop using one arm, yep. try to maybe put on a watch, brush your teeth, um, just see how you go. It's r- putting on a pair of underpants, it's hard work.
0: And then buy a little pirate
2: costume, try it with the hook.
0: Yeah. See right. which I prefer. don't want to put
2: on underpants w- with a hook for a hand.
1: Like, <laughs> I just can see so much bad rather than good with a hook, with an actual hook.
2: Can't you? Oh, no, I hear what you're saying, yeah. but, I, but, but if, they, if they haven't got a hand that is mechanical then maybe they could cover that one in rubber and just make it a rubber Yeah, so like, look better. Yeah.
1: I just feel that we're having this brainstorming session now that surely
2: this should have happened in the last 300 years. <laughs> there are surgeons stage. out there now jotting down their notes. Going yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even, if, yeah, even
0: if it's a plastic hook-shaped thing with nice little pictures on it or something. Even if it's like a
1: Swiss Army knife sort of a limb. <laughs> And you've got instead of the fingers, you've got the different little things. You've, ah. Like surely that would be that would be perfect, wouldn't that, that would, be perfect?
0: That would be perfect. Yeah, that, that yes. be better than a real I, hand. I wish I was missing an arm right now, just so we could have that. I'm
1: going to go and get my arm stuck in a tram door or something, just to get a swizzle stick, a <laughs> pencil sharpener, yeah, yeah, different uh, applications. Yeah, 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 good. yeah. Oh. Like an inspector gadget sort of deal.
0: The number you? of times yeah. I've had a blunt pencil and just been thinking, if only I had a sharpener <laughs> in place of my hand. This would be perfect. Yeah. Hang on, are no. you giving me the bird? Oh no, you're just about to shove my <laughs> pencil. Um, I, I, uh, when I was at uni, I had a like One of my lecturers had a stump finger, like he was missing like most of one of his fingers. Yeah. Which you know is you know whatever. Yeah. But he would do these presentations where he'd have, like, an overhead projector, you know, like the old school, not the computer one, like an overhead projector, and he would point to stuff on the slides he would have. But he'd he'd use the stump finger yeah. to, like, point at things. You got two so it'd numbers. just be magnified yeah. up on this giant screen, and I'd just be sitting there going, <laughs> I just stopped going. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you've got nine other... Perfect fingers yeah. you can use. What, and it was like his his um the one next to his pinkies. So it wasn't even a finger that you would generally use yeah, to point yeah. with anyway. It was like he was doing it just to uh, – He doesn't uh, want to be
2: fingerist. That's his problem. It well, would be, yeah.
0: I suppose so, yeah.
2: I was doing – I did a uh, scuba diving course up in uh, Byron Bay and uh, we were in the pool and we were, you know, doing all the things, going out of the water, putting the, and then a guy – I looked at him and he said something like, you know, you'll be under there for a couple of minutes and he held up his hand like that and he had one and a half fingers.
0: Ugh. So one and a half minutes. So
2: (laughs) immediately at that point, I went, you've lost a finger. A shark's bitten that off. Yeah. We're going to go to places that that's where sharks do those things. Uh. For the next five minutes, I didn't listen because I I was fully convinced that I was not going to have. And the
0: irony there, not listening, heightening your chances of being attacked by a shark. I must admit, I have a long
2: list of things like that. If I see someone uh, and, and they've put a belt on and they've missed an eyelet, yeah, you know when they like they, as they put their belt yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I fixate on it, and then I, I imagine you won't them, buy pants off them. Well, no, I, I imagine them at home pulling their pants on, putting their belt on, missing the eyelet. So, in other words, I start imagining them in the nude, and then I'm, <laughs> I "I don't want to think about this now." And suddenly, you know, I've got him naked, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm name dropping, but I was doing the. Um, Celebrity Grand Prix a number of years ago when Natalie Imbruglia was doing it. Yeah. And, and it was a bizarre experience because you sat in a class and I was sitting next to Ken Doan, the artist, <laughs> yep, which was bizarre.
0: <laughs> Just a really, it
2: was, and you had to draw flags. And you know, I'm drawing my flag. And I look across at Ken Doan's flag and I'm going, that's a shit-hot flag, Ken. They had to draw the different flags that they were going to use on the course anyway. So um, anyway, so we're there and we're about 20 minutes into the list and Natalie Imbruglia comes in late. And she sits down right next to me. And I looked across and went, God, you're really beautiful. She would be a great person to look at live, Yeah, she was absolutely, and still is, an incredibly beautiful-looking woman. And I probably dwelled on that thought for a little bit too long. <laughs> Made a party part of your flag. Yeah, and, and kept on focusing on that, tuning back into the lecturer, saying, and if you don't know that out on the track, you may <laughs> well die. <laughs> No, what? What? Ken, Ken, what did he say? <laughs> Ken, did you write that down? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's just a bizarre, you know. I had Natalie Imbrailla in the nude and, and, and the lecturer, you know, Because she hadn't saying, put her belt on properly. Because so. she hadn't <laughs> put her, island, her belt through her eyelid.
0: I'm a bit more fascinated <laughs> in Ken Doan, to be honest. What's, yeah. he, what's he like? He's a, he's a good guy.
2: He didn't. He wasn't very, you know, wasn't a great driver, but he well, drew really good flags. Well, I saw him on Celebrity Dickhead. He went pretty well on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm yeah. fixated about. You know what? Else i Also, fixated about with kids who are about, I don't know, six or seven, who have iPhones.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah right. What seriously?
2: What are you texting? Yeah.
1: <laughs> See you down the swings and slides at the tree.
2: <laughs> you know, yeah. Bring your own plate. Well, uh, what, what, yeah. Uh, I mean I get that the parents might want to know what they but they would it's like they were doing stock market deals while they were, what are you what are you doing? No, they're yeah. just
0: there going, I pinch this off Glenn Robbins oh, in a right. cafe. Yeah. Let's text all his mates and tell them they're <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> Yep. Yeah, anyway. who is Mark Mitchell anyway? <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: is there anything that makes my, you stop listening? What's my, my one is oh, a, I, I really like that to
1: start with the the whole the kids like six. Have you seen kids that young with iPhones?
2: I have, in, in when you go to certain parts of town, there right. are kids with. And I get because they their parents might want to know where they are so they can ring them. Right, but you are going. You, you don't. Are, you don't
0: need an iPhone.
2: You don't need an iPhone. Well, yet, no, you know what it was? So it was a BlackBerry. That's uh, what. It
0: was. Oh, what? Yeah, even, even worse. worse yeah. yeah, Even worse. <laughs>
1: Even worse. <laughs> like you could see the iPhone being attractive because it's like a fun looking thing, but Blackberry's like, I think of like Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A
0: big business. Right. Mm.
1: That's weird. Yeah. What was yours?
0: Well, my my one is um, if I'm hungry watching, uh, seeing other people eat. Just I zone out. Like I've been, I've been out on dates where I'm sitting there and I'm really hungry, and there'll be a table next to us and people are having their food, and I'll just stare at them and watch them putting food in their mouth. It's like white noise. I can't yeah, exactly focus on anything around me. And then some, the person I'm with will go, "So what do you reckon about that?" I'm like, uh, "About what?" They're like, "I didn't say anything. You just, I could see you just staring at that person eating, being a creep, which is a very creepy thing to do. But I just, I can't like, no, I I'm just the same as you. Fixate on it. Yeah. And it's also if I've If if I've if I've been debating what sort of food to order and then someone sitting near me orders what I nearly got, I just go, I've gotten the wrong thing, haven't I? Look at how much he's enjoying that. Mine's gonna come and it's it's gonna be shit. I'm gonna be angry. Yeah. Very competitive. I'm not competitive in very the the only thing I'm competitive in at all is is eating. Like I rejoice if I get a the, the the thing I love hearing the most, if I'm in a big group and we're out And I get something, and everyone goes, "Oh, that looks great!" I just go, "Yes!" In your faces.
2: Yeah, it's very competitive. Winner, winner, loser, winner. I was in a restaurant in Sydney um, working on a project up there, and when you're by yourself, you're you're slightly self-conscious. And uh, and it was quite a good restaurant because there was nowhere else to eat. And so I sat down (laughs) and I did the thing where I brought a book because you know, by yourself. No, I might have been brought a script. Brought the script, read the script, doing a movie. Didn't say anything. Showbiz, showbiz, yeah, showbiz. Anyway, so um. Uh, they come and I, I make the order, and he goes, "I oh, so I'll have the have the um, the chicken, please." And there was one other person in the restaurant, um, one other table, um, and he goes, oh, "That will be a twenty five minute wait." Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I don't know what else he's doing out there, but okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the go for the chicken. So he brings the chicken out, and I swear it was as big as the palm of my hand. It was tiny, and I'm going. Is that it? And he goes, "Yep, that, that's that's all you get with the chicken. You just get a a, a piece of chicken,
0: <laughs> one so, nugget, thank you, sir." Yeah. So
2: <laughs> anyway, so I go, "Well, I better get something with it. Um, can I get some some chips or something?" That will be a twenty-minute. Uh. 20. So yeah. You know, okay. So <laughs> so I start to eat my chicken really slowly, trying to make it yep, yep. last. To you know, for for the chips to come, it's like when you, you drink early. Oh yeah. You don't want, you don't want to go early yeah. on the drink. Yeah. Anyway, so I finally, and then I just go. You know what? I, must, so I eat the chicken, and uh, and then so I'm just sitting there, and then the chips come out. It's the biggest bowl of chips you have ever seen. It was huge. So I'm sitting there eating my big bowl of chips. But all these people walk through the door and go, oh, look, that's, uh, that's Glenn Robbins over there at a really nice restaurant. And what's he eating?
0: didn't sell A kid's go. meal.
2: <laughs> He's got the one nugget He's got and the chips. Superman special. he got a big bowl of chips at the best restaurant in Sydney. I, I, but I ordered the chicken. I've already eaten it. Oh, it's okay, yeah. Glenn. That's fine. That's fine. You know.
1: Well, that's it with the, with the, the drink. Uh, I, maybe I'm a bit particular, but I get the drink and then the meal comes out, whatever, and I like to ration it. Oh, ration like, the the drink to the meal. Do you yeah. do that
2: with? Well, I do that with fr- when I put fr- a fruit on cereal, banana through oh, cereal. Right. You go, well, I've got about six pieces of banana there. You don't want to have. You want to make sure you have got a bit of banana with yeah. the cereal at the end. Yeah, That's what you're more or less yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. So I like to ration the coke, and you know, you get mm. down, and you, I like to have a, like a nice,
1: you know, inch at the bottom of the glass that you can just finish and, and finish yeah. it all off with, and whatever. <laughs> and my girlfriend's the opposite. She'll just skull her drink and then get into the meal and go, "Can I have half of that?" Can I have some of that? No, on. Like, I, Back off. And it's like I'm in a public thoroughfare going, look, you don't understand. I've, I'm rationing.
2: I'm rationing my drink. <laughs> yeah. You'll yeah.
0: have to get another one. Yeah. You can't have I any I can't go car. early
2: on the drink. I, I, I go big. I, I go for the end with the drink. Right. I wait. I just can't go oh, early. really? Yeah. Right.
0: Um, friend of the show, Drew Thornton, is a big fan of um, when he goes out for breakfast, he'll get like a big breakfast. And what he does, he saves like a little piece of everything on the plate, and then combines it all at the end to like one final bite, where he'll have a little nice. bit of egg, oh, nice. a yes. little bit of bacon, a little bit of a hash brown, the, uh, and it's the, the dairy, assortment, dairy yeah, assortment, exactly. Yeah, it's sort of known that that's his thing, right? Mm. So anytime a big group, of us, and this is like years ago, um, a, a big group of us were out uh, for breakfast, and his girlfriend was there, and he's carefully assembling his little, you know, his last little bits of everything, and he's he's getting down to the last bits of his hash brown, and then his girlfriend just reaches over with her fork and just grabs the whole <laughs> final bite. And just absentmindedly takes a bite because she'd sort of been picking at his food all day, and we're all just there going, "Oh no, he's gonna he's gonna murder!" It. Like he looked like he was <laughs> just he's gonna. he done a lot of work up to that point. He and it's it's well known that that's his mm, thing. That's mm. his and he's and fair enough he's too. the whole time he's eating. He structured head.
1: your meal. He's structured yeah. his
0: meal. It's all building to this one. Yeah, it's like final... walking out yeah.
1: in the last five minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. You've been there the whole way for that payoff at the end.
0: Yeah, it's like the big final fight scene or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he was—he oh, was not too rapt. And the thing was, she she did it really absentmindedly, like she didn't do it to to dick him over or anything. She just kind of went, "Oh, yeah, actually, oh, I wouldn't mind a bit of hash brown." And we're just thinking, "Oh my god, he's gonna—we're
2: gonna, gonna witness We're it. gonna
0: witness a murder. We're yeah. gonna have to go into the cop shop later on."
2: I was uh, at my when I was growing up, my my brothers, the two families had to get together. My brother's girlfriend's family invited us over for afternoon tea or whatever it was. And uh, we're in the lounge room in the good room and they're passing around some hors d'oeuvres and um, they gave me something on a biscuit with a crouton on top of it. And and I took it. And after I had taken it, I went I went, I do not want this. And what do you do at that <laughs> point? Do you put it behind a bit of furniture? Yes, do you, yes. Do you, <laughs> do you try and swallow it? Do you leave it in your cup? Well, what I did was I, th- I thought I'll be smart. I put it in my mouth and went, I need to go to the toilet. So I go to the <laughs> toilet and... I spat it out, flushed the toilet. I like toilet. that
0: the smart option involves spitting something into a toilet. <laughs> yeah. That's the real well, highfalutin option here. Uh,
2: anyway, so now my brother's girlfriend who was a nurse and her mother who was a nurse, right, uh, the girlfriend goes into the toilet after me, <laughs> runs out and whispers to her mother something about that has just happened in the toilet. Her mother then turns around and announces to the two families <laughs> oh. Glenn, are you okay? (laughs) I said, yeah, I'm fine. Because Amy just found that you've done a strange movement in the toilet. (laughs) Is everything all right? (laughs) So I've had to come, Glenn, and go, well, I didn't really like the hors d'oeuvre, and I actually spat it out.
0: <laughs> this food so, that you've spent a lot of money on was horrendous to me. Yeah, I spat it turned it out. Out. Spat it.
2: I've turned it into a strange movement.
0: <laughs> so
2: she goes, well, you better go and fix it up. So I go into the toilet. What had happened was the crouton, which is a square piece of fried bread, had not flushed. It had just bounced around <laughs> the to- and floated on top of the toilet. Oh. So put two and two together, my brother's girlfriend thinks that my ass can produce a cube piece of bread, <laughs> fried bread, uh, at hole. will. Yeah, whole. it yeah, has no, in no way oh, been affected. No efficient. digestion. What in the, how do you do that? That's a very talented <laughs> ass that can produce a cube piece of bread.
1: Oh. I, I, I was in Brisbane on the weekend, and uh, I was at a dodgy Chinese restaurant. And at one point, you know, and I'm eating with grown-ups, so I'm trying to act like a grown-up. And there's a bit of meat that I didn't like that's in my mouth, so you get the old napkin oh, out. yes. And you just brush your mouth and you put You spat it out?
2: Yeah. yeah, Into the napkin? Yeah. Paper, you, you paper or cloth? Paper. And, and and put it into a little pump. Uh, yes. Yep. Rolled it up. Yep. Okay. And then put it in my pocket and thought, oh, oh, I'll deal with okay. this later.
1: Oh. Well, I didn't know what to do with it because I didn't want people to look at it, whatever. So I put it in my pocket and- <laughs> I, it, no, no one saw that. No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I'm assuming. Yeah. So no one saw that. I put it in my pocket. The next day I fly out and you go to the x-ray bit. And I have to pull. I just put everything out from my pockets into the into the box, and then it goes through. And I'm like looking as it, as it's going down. I just see this big bit of meat in a napkin going down, and it's being X-rayed. And
2: I'm like, oh, should I just run now? Or I did the same thing. Have a look what's in my pocket right now. I'm uh-huh. going to pull these out. I have two rocks. Okay. Right. Now you're probably wondering what they are. Yeah. I found these in my mother's backyard. Right, and I thought, what are they doing here? Though obviously she'd dropped them or whatever. And anyway, so I put them in my pocket, and they feel quite nice to have in your pocket. Yeah, you, when um, you, when they you, look nice when you got nothing to do. You can rub them. Yeah. Anyway, I was going through the um, through the uh, security at the airport. Yeah. and had to do the same thing. You know, put the rocks out. Yeah. But then it occurred to me, if you were a terrorist, you could actually hijack a plane with a Stone Age weapon. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's like I, I went to walk through with toothpicks
1: in my mouth the other day as well. And, and the same thing, and I was like, "Hang on a minute, I can't risk
2: this." Like, surely they would pull you up for that, would they? I don't know. I don't do know. You... Where the, I don't know whether you know, seriously, if someone came in with a toothpick, I, I think I can handle myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I have learned that in martial arts. There is oh, a way really? to take someone down with a toothpick. Oh, you yeah. do
1: martial arts, don't you?
2: I do martial arts. Yeah. Are you uh,
1: full on? Uh,
2: yeah, I got in the ring the other day with a deaf guy. <laughs> you That'll teach no. him. <laughs> anyway, He's was he deaf before you fought him? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, no, he took his hearing aids off, and and we're sparring around, and you know, now what had happened? A friend of mine had kind of beaten him up a bit before, and he <laughs> and he was feeling kind of bad. What and i was going to
0: say, pull his hearings out, hearing aids out and just use them as like throwing stuff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. Um, uh, so I say, you know, come in with me because I'm not going to beat you up, and you'll you'll have a good spar. So we um we we uh, you know we, we get in the ring, and we spar for a couple of minutes. They ring the bell, I drop my hands, thinking that was good. Put them on my on my hips, and he, oh! <laughs> he punches me in the head three times. I'm going, what are you doing? He goes what? Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, you can't hear me. You can't hear the bell either. Yeah. <laughs> so from then on, we had to have someone signing the bell across. <laughs> So ah. there's a bit of a tip: don't get in the ring with a deaf
0: man. Don't beat up deaf people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't beat up lesson. people
1: with any disabilities. Really, <laughs> we, you yeah. could you
2: could broaden it to that. I had the, I had a deaf person come up to me at the airport once, and say to me, because Uncle Arthur, a character I did in the comedy company, was deaf, and he said, right passed me a note and said, "We the deaf find you highly offensive."
1: Oh, really? Oh. We the deaf. <laughs>
0: I think I've seen that movie. So he's we the <laughs> deaf. Yeah. So he's speaking on behalf of, of all deaf all people, deaf people. Well, not in the yet, world. Well Find you highly offensive. Signing on behalf of. Right.
2: Yep. And wow. then years later, I won the award for best physical comedian for deaf people. Oh, two thousand and two. Right. So why did he find you offensive? Just because you I had a hearing? I think because I was portraying a uh, a deaf person as being someone who was stupid. Right. So therefore, I, I was saying that all if you are deaf, therefore. All deaf people are stupid.
1: Yeah, right. But that wasn't like a major part of your character, was it? That you. No, weren't... I was because I was it was mostly because Uncle Arthur was mostly you voicing over the top of it, so you weren't seeing someone not hear stuff.
2: Like, no, that's right. Yeah. That was just part of the case. Yeah, it was just just because my my father was deaf. Right. My father was quite deaf, so he could he only had about or fifteen percent hearing, and he'd do this thing where we'd be in the car, and he'd make these really provocative statements. <laughs> And so he'd go, every game of football is rigged. <laughs> i say, no, it's not. What's not? The football. What? What's not? What's rigged, Dad? What are you talking about? What? The football. Yes, that's right. It is rigged. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you have this back and forth. It's just, he would just Arguing the ball, with a yeah. deaf man. Yeah, it's that's, really hard. <laughs> that would be infuriating.
0: It'd be great if he just found out that he was never actually deaf, it's Just a, just using it to win arguments. Probably it was. Well. Just a Real
2: smart way to do it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um.
1: Well, you know, with Uncle Arthur, that was the thing because I grew up in the country, and uh, that was like a massive deal. That was because we didn't even get Channel 9, 10, 7. We got BTV Six and BCV Eight. Oh, I thought right. you were gonna go
0: Prime Win.
1: No, even back oh, before that. Wow. Um, and I remember we had a cousin that lived on a hill, and we <laughs> we'd go we'd go out to our cousin's house, and they could sort of pick up Channel uh, Ten stuff like that. So we'd go out sometimes on a treat, like on a Sunday night, and we might get a bit of comedy company. Well oh, we got like, some DVDs
2: here <laughs> <laughs> today
1: for you. No, that was like a massive treat. we go out and go, oh, because no one else in town had had seen mm. had seen it. We're like, we've seen the Melbourne telly. <laughs> oh, the big deal telly, yeah. That was a, that mm. was a massive deal. So that was, was they're like, joking like, about
0: in the big smoke?
1: Yeah, we know what they're, they're, they're talking about down south.
2: <laughs> How far out of town, out of Melbourne?
1: Uh, I come from Maribor and that's like two and a half hours from here. Yeah, central Victoria, between Bendigo and Ballarat. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, that being, Ballarat being
2: BTV6, and Uh, Bendigo being BCV8. And what's the number one industry in that part of the world? Farming?
1: Uh, no. Printing, it was, at the very least. They print the majority of books
2: in Australia. Meriburra? Really? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of big print What's your population there, Meriburra? 8,000. 8,000. And what did your dad do?
1: My dad uh he ran shops. He was in a he he owned a delicatessen and a coffee shop at different times and a shoe shop at a different time and some other stuff. He was always in I was a street kid. I used to live down the street sort not live but I spent all my time down the street because my mum and dad were in shops so I'd just sit and use You'd have all to day hang around the deli. Yeah. In the get, shoe shop, you'd yeah. hang around the shoe shop. Yeah, but like I'd walk down the street and go in every shop and go look in every shop every night just you to see to if they little had Carl. anything new. Yeah, little
2: Carl's coming. Little exactly. Carl, there he is. Exactly. This is the I'd,
1: I'd be in, new, in the news agents like every night just reading
2: bloody Captain America or Thor or whatever. Because that's a great opening scene for your life bio picture. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd be the opening scene of you walking down the street thinking of jokes and, yeah. you know dropped into the deli with a new pair of shoes on.
1: Yeah. Some, yeah.
0: Old, some old kid from the Big Smoke like drives through the main street of Maryborough in his flash car, puts the window down and yells out, hey, dickhead. And then it's you going, that's Ding. the coolest man I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: but yeah. saying my dad, like I've said this to you before, but that's funny it was, because you, you would probably be one of the few people that I could name drop to my mum and dad and they would be actually impressed because yeah. usually when I say stuff, they go, oh, yeah. But if I, when I say you, they're like, oh, right, That's Tom Clint Robbins. Is
2: quite sad, really. What
1: was he like? (laughs) No, but I think I've said this to you before because uh, when I said, I think that one of the first times I met you, I said that to dad and said, oh, I met Glenn Robbins the other night. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. like, no, you don't know him. He goes, oh, no, I, I was down in Anglesey in the supermarket and I saw Glenn Robbins and I sort of gave him the g'day. And then he looked at me, he looked at me back like, yep, I know who you are.
0: I'm like, yeah, but he doesn't. You know he doesn't.
2: No, I do, actually. Yeah. When, He's when been supplying his... shoes to me yeah. for a very long time. You have your
0: photo on the wall of the Maryborough Delicatessen, yeah, don't you? I do Yeah,
2: because I, I get my regular up there. <laughs> ham and cheese with a latte. Yep. Yeah. yep. No,
0: no one does it like Maryborough. No yeah. one does a ham and cheese like mm, the Maryborough Delicatessen.
2: Right. They do good books about
1: them up there as well. Mm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Anyone famous come from Maryborough besides your good self? Yeah, well, God.
1: Um, famous, um, not, not really. There's a few football players that are now coming into the league. There used to never be any, any AFL players from Maribor when I was growing up, but now there aren't. Are any infamous
2: crimes from that part of oh, the world?
1: Well, we've talked about it a few mm. times on the show. There was a couple of murders there. Mm. Um, interesting. But, yeah, not Around so Around about the
0: same time you moved down to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> mm. like, what is, what,
1: oh, I mean, there's the, the, the New Year's Day, the, the Caber Toss, and the Highland Gathering. There you go. Now that, you're being
2: interesting there, yeah.
1: <laughs> A caber toss on his yeah. yeah, I've never been to it, but anyway. Um what else what what would I sell you uh what would I sell you on Maribor about? Um murder, shoes, printing presses, Mum and Dad's still there. Caber. Um yeah, they're still sort of there. They live out of town a little bit, but um uh what violence. There's a lot of violence in Maribor. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you're doing a good sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be the spokesman for their uh tourist bureau. No. Have you done gigs up there? Uh, no. They asked and,
0: and you, you to though, didn't they? They did ask me to. Yes. But no, I'd be, I'd be. Where Come are you on. from
1: originally?
2: I'm from Strathmore, which is just on the way to, uh, near Essendon Airport. Oh, is it where they filmed the castle? Is where I'm from. Oh, right. Mm.
1: Is it? I used there... to
2: teach back there as well.
1: What did you teach?
2: Uh, well, I was, I'm, I'm, am I'm a qualified drama teacher, but I only ever taught part time. I do, I sort of do gigs, uh, teach during the day for three or four lessons, fill in, and then I do gigs at night. Right. They'd ring, I would do a gig and they'd ring me at about 8.30 in the morning and I'd say, I did a gig last night. I'd, I'd come in at recess and I'd teach from recess to the end of the day, which is four classes. That's all you had to do yep. to qualify as an emergency teacher and uh, then go do that, come home, have a sleep and go and do gigs again.
1: So w- when you, uh, I guess when you started to be well-known and be on TV, were you still teaching then? Yeah. Yeah. So well, I, no, I
2: was doing, I, I started off doing ads. Quite a few ads, which I think Hamish and Andy showed my first ad on on their on their website um, a couple of years ago, uh, and and then I slowly moved away from the teaching as I got more and more stand up, and then that was that was probably the mid eighties. Then I started doing little bits of television in the mid eighties. Yeah, right.
0: What mm. was your first? What was your first ad?
2: Just Jeans.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I think just I have seen that.
2: You, uh, with yeah. Barry Round, the footballer. Yeah, yeah, I
0: have seen that. I, I had did a moustache.
2: I looked like something, a porn star. That's right. <laughs> Barry Round, he was your quintessential 80s footballer yeah,
1: too. he was big. Just and a massive barn-looking man yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> with a with a very 80s, like with a, the sort of haircut that you have when you're five and your mum and dad are
2: combing your hair for you. $600 I got.
1: 600 bucks mm,
2: For doing a national campaign for Just Jeans. Right. Two ads. Two ads.
0: <laughs> that, you probably, Not you a lot
2: of money, isn't? But now that be like, like that's me. like
0: eight grand. Well, well, I, with yeah, inflation, yeah,
2: yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> I didn't get to keep the jeans either.
1: Uh, what about well, Barry Round? You, you name dropping. There we um, go again. Uh, your your friends. You're good friends with Shane Warren. Yes, you? I am. Yes. Yeah. Now that's that's a weird dynamic from the outside
2: looking in. Well, uh, yeah, uh, he, we we met and fell in love some years ago. <laughs> We've been texting each other ever since. And uh, uh, no, we I, I, I just got to know him. He came on the panel a couple of times and played a couple of the charity events for him. And now I'm on the Shane uh, Warren Foundation board. Yep. So we organise two or three events a year and we get together. for the, but, but he did, we did, I just get to get him and play golf occasionally. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we could, well, I met Liz Hurley. Oh, did you? Mm. How's that? Well, it was wi- weird because I was – I drove past his house and went, man, what's going on in the front of your house? This is pretty, you know, weird. And then he rang back and said, um, do you want to come around for dinner? Because we can't get out of the house. Because it, it was just surrounded. The house yeah, was surrounded. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be good. So, um, I went home and uh, I was having a shower and I thought, oh, I'd better take something to drink. He said, we're just having to take away Chinese, so it's no big deal. So, I pulled two bottles of wine out of the, out of the rack, uh, an expensive one and a, and a, well, let's be honest, a cheap one. Yep. And I'm looking at him going, well, that one's worth about it. Eighty to hundred, and that one's worth probably about twenty something. It's only take away Chinese. It's only warning, He won't mind. I'll just take the cheap one. <laughs> so I get round there, not thinking. I get round, and the, and the world's paparazzi are there. And I ring Shane and say, "Man, I'm here." He goes, oh, "I'll open the gate for you." He thinks I'm in the driveway. And I'm going to pull the car, and that's what you do. Because you drive in, you get past. The, but I wasn't. I was down down the street. He opens the gate. They all run to the gate, and I'm going. Oh, now I'm in for. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> now I've got to go hard if I'm going to get through the paparazzi. And I'm going, and of course they're going to ask me what sort of wine I've got, dickhead.
0: <laughs> Cardboard box yeah. there. <laughs> yeah,
2: Robin's pictured holding a box of cooler bar, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Anyway, so I it was. I don't know whether you saw the photo in the paper, but it was I put it under the arm, head down, go hard. And I got, and they saw me, and they the cameras went crazy. What do you got, Glenn? What sort of wine? What sort of wine? What sort of where are you going? What's happening? What are you eating? Where are you going? What's going? On? No, no big deal, guys. What's, what's show us the wine? Show us the wine. Didn't show the wine. Get in. And uh, and then the door opens, and Shane's standing there. and We go in, and we meet Liz, and have a chat for all very knows. And then I go, oh, hang on, I think I left my car open. So Shane just throws me the remote control to the front gate, which is at that time in the uh, you know you remember there was so many people there. That, yeah. Yeah. everyone wanted the power to open the gate. I had the power to open the gate. So I was, sta- I was standing there. I walk out of the driveway, and I. And it's a bit like on the price is right when they reveal the prize and everyone's everyone thinks they're going to get a new car. <laughs> and it's just an, out, it's an outdoor <laughs> setting. And so I push the gate and when they hit and the gate we go, bah! and as soon as they heard the buzz, they would just run and there'd be about 50 paparazzi standing there. So I go, bah! the gate opens and it's it's Uncle Arthur. <laughs> it's not Shane Warne or Liz Hurley. It's a has-been comedian. And uh, anyway, so anyway, so I, then I, I go out and get my car, pull it back into the driveway, and they're going. Then they're at the, the cameras in the window. They're all they're just go kind of crazy. What's happening? What's happening? I I'm pointing the, the 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 remote control at the gate, and it's not working. And they're just at me. I'm going. What? The, what's going on? I was pointing it the wrong way. I, I was <laughs> I was opening the garage door across the road, I think. (laughs) Anyway, got inside and had a lovely night. Had to take away Chinese and, uh, you know, had a chat to Liz. And And what's she like? Well, I didn't talk to her that much. She's very nice. Because
1: oh, yeah. I'm a little bit obsessed with uh, when you see pretty ladies in the in the paper and on TV and whatever, mm. and then you see them in real life, then they're like another level above, aren't they, generally? Well, yeah.
2: sometimes they are. Sometimes they're not. Oh. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> so yeah. this one, Liz wasn't? Or was? She was,
2: no, she was very beautiful. Some some women, uh, I think, are incredibly photogenic. In other words, they look a lot better on film. Oh, right. Film than 2D yeah, yeah, and some women are breathtakingly beautiful when you see them. Some classic models I find that, that I've been out with, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. But she was she was a, uh, she's a classic beauty and yeah. Yeah, delightful to be around. And but yeah, it, it's always a bit weird when you meet well-known people because they're usually not quite as good-looking and often a bit shorter. Right. Often because I've met a lot of them on the panel, and you know they're they're kind like, of like like well, there's there's their image, and then there's who's sitting there, and you go, are you the
0: the same. <laughs> How do you do all that, you
2: know, because on the screen you look 10 foot tall, but sitting there you look like just... On...
1: Who's a short
0: us? Um, I, a... I have that right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're in a high chair right at the moment. <laughs> who's, who's, who's been like that? Well, politicians are really interesting. Politicians are, you, invariably in the green room, would be really interesting and uh, vulnerable and chatty and yep. really likeable. Yep. As soon as the red light went on, Bang. Right. You know, put the political face on, put the put that head on and, you know. And you feel like, going, you know what, be the guy you were in the green room. Yeah. You're going to win a lot more votes if you're that easygoing guy. Mm. But as soon as they they get out there, they get quite defensive. Yeah, and, yeah. They're scared the of guy, losing. Scared of losing. Um,
1: well, with Shane Warren, we had a friend of the show. We had uh, Eddie Perfect on mm-hmm. uh, a little while back. And, of course, he did Shane Warne the musical. Mm. Mm. And he was telling us about meeting him and... Uh, and it was all fine. He was a nice man yeah. and everything. But he he was saying regular listeners of the show will know this bit, where he said um, his one bit of advice to Eddie was um, you had the wrong colour undies on during the show, <laughs> because you've got to wear the white undies if you're out for rooting.
0: Is he going out rooting? If you're yeah.
1: going out rooting, you've got to wear the white undies. So did he pass on any? Is he ever passed any, any
2: tips to you? Not any tips. I mean, if you if you. I mean, Shane and I have had many a conversation, and you know, if we were bringing a a plate to that party, I'd be bringing <laughs> a little savoury cracker, and he'd he'd be bringing the small.
0: He'd be bringing the eighty dollar um, bottle of wine. Yeah. He'd be bringing the twenty dollar exactly. Uh,
2: so no, he has, well you know, he's he's a good man to talk to, Shane. Though he's got he he has got great philosophy. Uh, if you're feeling a bit off your game or whatever, he's a good one to talk to, to, to get yourself back on track. He's just very direct, and he's incredibly perceptive as far as, your, as reading you. He can read. No wonder he can work out batsmen because right. he can work you out in right. an instant. He, he can His bullshit meter is very, very well-tuned. Right. So he knows exactly what's going on around him 100% of the time. Um, he's a great guy. He's. he's yeah. I would be in
1: awe of him because he's, I know that the public perception is, you know, that he's messed up so many times and whatever. But I mean, I see that as obviously, like what you've said before about the politician. It's like he's been the green room guy in his whole life. Instead right. of being the shut down guy. That's on right. Air. Yeah, that's right.
2: He, he, you, you, you get what you see. What you get, you get what you see, and whatever. whatever yeah, yeah, saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's very. He's very incredibly honest, and sometimes that can be that can get you into trouble, and sometimes it, it can be the best thing you can do, just go, you know what, I messed up. And uh, he's great like that. So um, I like him a lot. We get on we well. And, um, yeah, he's just – he's very charismatic, and I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> mm. Who's better company, Warney or Ken Doan?
2: <laughs> well, depends what you're talking about. <laughs> can I tell you about – there was a time that I was playing – I was doing a variety club cricket match, and I was opening the bowling, I think, and I was bowling to – Darren Hinch, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tony Barber was at the other end. <laughs> oh, awesome. And, and, and Kamal was keeping. <laughs> what? And that, That's as I'm running right? in, I'm going, this is like a dream you had when you had pizza. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> And I bowl the ball and, you know,
2: uh, and Darren misses it, you know, outside off stump and Kamal goes, nice bowling." <laughs> <laughs> that is truly the celebrity dickhead cricket yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is fantastic. Yeah, this, is just, this will never happen again. Yeah. yeah. That is, that's, is, is this an episode of Hey, Hey, It's hey, Saturday? What was this? <laughs> yeah, well, well, this was a long time ago. I will admit it was a long time ago. It was right. probably 20 years ago. Does Ricky um, May get a seat. Back when you were in Marlborough. Uh, in Maryborough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricky May. Right. Um, Ricky May would have been there.
1: Wouldn't he? No, uh Jeannie Little, little Jeannie
2: yeah, little? Well, all, that, all that clan, you know, <laughs> and you know, all the people from, you know, all those, and they get incredibly drunk, and, and you go, This is in the name of charity, good stuff. That's awesome. Mm.
1: I love, uh, I love it because it's that thing of, you know, like I said, being in Maribor, being away from everything. Melbourne, even Melbourne's like Hollywood tier, yeah, like you know begging to go to your cousin's house at the top of a hill to watch to watch the <laughs> Channel blurry. 10 morning cartoons. That and was, was it, awesome. And was
0: it like really blurry yeah, and staticky yeah. and you could barely see
1: Sometimes anything? in good weather, if I got up really, you know when you get up really early to watch the cartoons? Yeah, yeah. I get up really early because the reception would be the clearest it was going to be. At 6am, I might be able to get a bit of the early bird show. I might be able to get a bit of Daryl Cotton and Marty
2: Monster. That, uh, wasn't a, that wasn't a bad show. They used to have some. They used to play around it because that was that famous bit of footage, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. When with Marty kangaroo. Mar- with the kangaroo. Yeah. yeah worldwide.
1: It, it was great. Like, uh, I mean, Hey, Hey, it's Saturday back then as well. It was in the morning. I, yeah. I'm of the era of watching it in the mor- morning. Yeah, it was and, great then. And being weaned onto it. There was also, mm. on BTV6, there was also this awesome show before the cartoons. So you'd get up and you'd just be wishing the cartoons to be coming on at like 6.30. Mm. But before that, there was a show called Turf Talk. Mm. And it was for some reason it was at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning and it was mm. a guy talking about his tips for the weekend mm. for the uh, uh, horse racing. But this guy was incredibly drunk every Like he'd been <laughs> drinking all night and at 6 till 6.30, even as a kid I'm going, this guy is soused. He was like completely red and sweating and slurring. And it was like going live to air every week. <laughs> it was a very weird way to learn about alcohol as a child. <laughs> yeah. So- I ended up living in that guy's son's house in Ballarat. Really? I moved to Ballarat and that guy ended up, his son was the mayor of Ballarat and I lived in his house.
2: Wow. So. Again, all good for the biography. Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. I think Tim Winton should write up your life. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be more like called Boring
1: Street rather than uh, anything else.
0: Well, guys, that does bring us to uh, the end of the program for another week. Thank you so much to Glenn Robbins for joining us. Uh, for you're you're on you're on you, you're on tour now. You're doing shows at the moment.
2: Not with... doing any shows at the moment. Oh, a no, uh, the... bit of promo then? Yeah. Uh, we uh, the problem we have is that um, Mick Malloy does um, football shows. Uh, way, well, yeah, football show on Saturday night, so we can't really tour because uh, Saturday night hey, being the only yeah. So, hopefully, we'll do some stuff uh, Robins, Stilson, and Malloy wise uh, after the football season.
0: What about this during the football season? Robins, Stilson, Chad. <laughs> well, I think we've been. In the hills before. We, we did Geelong the other night.
2: Yeah, we did the hook hand tour. Yeah. Night, yeah.
0: What about Robins, Stilson, and Warnie? <laughs> Hey, oh, There's a now show. Yeah,
1: have got jokes, we've got yeah. Yeah. There's a few
2: tips for the nightlife. Yeah. There's a bit of everything. You grab that. Here a bit of a stand up and you can go. Uh, joking warning. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. you yeah.
2: crouch behind him as he's telling jokes.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, uh, thanks so much, Glen Robbins, for coming in yeah, and joining us. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with more Little Dum Dum Club. See you, mate. See you, It's been a lot of good things. What can I say?